Hello and welcome to the Grace on Fire show. I'm your host, Carrie Stanley. I'm a mom of twin boys, a nature lover, a travel adventure junkie, and the founder of the Grace on Fire movement. First, I want to say thank you for tuning in here. I'm on a mission to support women to live a fully aligned life that is on fire through nature, soul-fulfilling retreats. I'm bringing this show to life to share the many stories of others and my own of what truly following the God whispers really looks like. I'm a big believer that we can step into the life that we are being called to and that the journey looks different for each and every woman. In the show, you'll learn powerful lessons, learn a variety of tools, hear from different faith backgrounds, and hear the real backstories in all different stages of what it really looks like to step out in faith and live a life that is grace on fire. Let's tune in. Hi, everyone. Welcome again to the show. Thanks so much for listening in. Before we dive into today's guests, I have two things. One is, how are you? How are you today? How are you today? How are you feeling? How are you experiencing life? Just how are you? The second thing is, is don't forget, we have, if you heard the last podcast or you've seen it on social media or something like that, if you were listening sometime in February, then you may have heard that I am creating a Love Yourself February, and I'm running it in the Facebook group called Grit, Grace, and Gratitude. In the show notes is the link for Grit, Grace, and Gratitude if you are not a part of it already. For those of you that are like, this is my first time tuning in, or I'm just now hearing about this, Love Yourself February was just a divine download I got in in really just upping my love myself game. And when I say that, learning to receive and learning to be in like true acceptance of myself has been part of the work that I've done, part of the work that I have worked with with clients because just like I was listening the other day, when we can become a master receiver, an extraordinary receiver, is when we can truly play the game of giving in the way that we are meant to give. And that doesn't necessarily mean just money. That means in, in all of the ways. And so and so part of loving ourselves is learning how to receive. And so we get to cherish ourselves. We get to treat ourselves well. The way that we treat ourselves is how the world will treat us. So we teach the world how to treat us based off of how we treat ourselves. So just a reminder for all of you that it's so incredibly important, not only in the actions, but also the self-talk. Um, do we really cherish ourselves? All of those things. So if you know that you are ready to up your game in receiving and opening up to loving yourself more, then love yourself February is for you. So jump into the Facebook group and play along. I'm just going to, it's free. I'm doing some free trainings in there. I've got some exercises for you just to be even more aware of it and really creating that being and energy of love all throughout the month of February. And then you get to carry it on the rest of the year. So I want to get on to today's guest, which is Christine Fisk. She is a dear friend of mine that has been in a mastermind with me before. 
and she is a mindful leadership coach. We dive deep into the power of the mind to really create an extraordinary life and how and being intentional about that completely changes the results, the speed of the results. She coaches high level leaders into creating a fulfilling life. Most of her, most of her clients are are executives or business leaders, think, um, people like that, that are stepping into the fullness of creating an extraordinary life. So we have such a great conversation of how do I create that? How do I live that? How do I generate the feelings? And that you are going to love her and today's conversation. Here we go. Hey everyone, welcome. I'm so excited to have Christine Fisk with me today. She is someone that I have gotten to know and we were just joking right now that this is the first time we've had a video interaction. So it's always cool when you get to meet, you know, people that you consider yourself friends with, but you actually get to interact with them in an in-person, even though it's a virtual setting. So Christine, thank you so much for being on today and having this conversation so glad that you are here and to dive in. Yeah, well, thank you for having me, Carrie. I, I feel the same way as you. I'm so glad we get a chance to connect in this virtual, um, you know, visual way. And I'm excited to chat with you more and be part of your podcast. And I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much. Awesome. Awesome. I was thinking this morning, and this is a place that I wanted to start because I know that you've had a few people that have influenced you. And mm -hmm. one of the things, one of the things that I, I love about your journey right now is that you took a really big leap of faith and when it takes a lot of boldness to take that leap of faith and, um, you are in the journey of like figuring it out, like figuring out where you, where you, the directions that you want to go, like you're playing with the pieces is how I would say it. Wow. Um, and so one is I just honor your courage for, for taking that leap of faith. And you can, you can tell the backstory on that if you want to, of, you know, really walking away from your successful career that was, that was treating you well, but you had reasons to, to walk away from that and, and face the fear of going out on your own, which I'm sure mm -hmm. we'll dive into. Um, but I was watching a clip this morning on Jesse Itzler and uh -huh. He's been a big influence of mine too. And I know that he has really impacted you. And so I wanted to start there with a couple things that, that you've really grounded into that have created influence for you. And for those of you that don't follow Jesse Itzler, Christine and I both are going to tell you, follow Jesse Itzler. Like if you want to see somebody who's living life to the fullest, follow Jesse Itzler. So I would love to hear like, how did he impact whether it was those decisions we just talked about or, um, or is influencing you now as one of the people that you have kind of latched on to as you're creating yeah. this new way of life? Yeah. Well, first of all, Carrie, thank you for all the kind words and, um, for, you know, for, for creating this space for the conversation. And allowing me to talk about this, this is this is really fun for me because um, I really believe I was I'm I'm currently a mindful leadership coach. I really believe 
I was destined to do this and have known there's been a part of me that's known I'm meant for this throughout my life. Okay. I can, I can put, you know, I can trace the thread back. Like most of us can and find all the nuggets in the past that were leading me to where I am today. And I'm happy to say, I feel like I've gained a lot more clarity in recent weeks, even on my path going forward, which is really exciting. And of course it's always evolving, right? We're, we're never stagnant and like, oh, we figured it out that puzzles come together because we're always evolving. So that puzzle's always evolving. So yeah, I love, I love that you brought up Jesse Itzler. Um, I connect with him so much, I think, because at heart I'm an athlete and he is an athlete in, in his, he's in his fifties, he's in his early fifties, I think. And he is, I don't know how else to say it. He's a badass, And he is just like sucking the marrow out of life. Like this is a person who's not afraid to realize, to count backwards and say, this is how much time I have left in my life. And if you do that too, you'll realize that it really, the quality of your time really matters. And I so appreciate that sentiment. Um, I just think it's so important to reverse engineer and say, I mean, this is one of many things that he does that I love, but reverse engineer and say, okay, I have how many summers left with my kids? I, you know, how many more summer vacations do I have? Um, how much more time do I want to be working in my life? For me, it's probably most of my life because I love my work and I, it fills me with purpose. And to some degree, I, I think I'll always be working. I can't imagine the retirement doesn't resonate with me that term. Um, and so Jesse, Jesse came into my life, um, very, you know, it was a, it was a kind of a, fluke way that I found him. Um, someone had shared a video with my husband and I happened to watch it. And I think it was just the alchemy of that moment. When I watched that video of his, I connected with him on a, in a way that was meaningful. And I felt like I, it was a catalyst for change for me. Um, I went out on my own with a marketing firm about eight or nine years ago. And I actually, yes, I did have a successful career in the startup tech world. And um, I also had a lot of challenges in that world, especially after having children. I really struggled to find my place. And um, I, I definitely experienced challenges with my third, my third and final child being born um, in a way that I felt like I almost had to go out on my own. And there, I am very entrepreneurial. So I worked with venture-backed startups for a long time. I had left my career uh, briefly for about a year and a half to start a reusable bag business. So I sold these reusable produce bags when the reusable bag boom was starting for groceries. I went into stores like Whole Foods and Stonewall Kitchen and I sold, I had the product design manufactured and sold it. Um, so I had that itch, that entrepreneurial itch. And yet um, I think like so many people, it's scary to go out on your own. And I was, whenever I got real scared, I would go back to my career and that the quote unquote safe haven of having a nine to five job and, um, and feeling like I had that security. So when I found Jesse, I was in the middle of running this marketing firm that I had had for about at this point, about four years. And I knew I loved having my own business. I knew I was good at what I did and there was something missing. And so Jesse's, um, the, this video I watched of Jesse and subsequently I read his book about um, living with a seal where he invites a seal to come into his home for 40 days. And 
um, the Navy his, SEAL. For those of you that are like, sorry, Navy yeah, Navy SEAL. That's SEAL important. SEAL. <laughs> um, and you know, he he just has this mentality, and and even just the you know that premise of the book, bringing a Navy SEAL into his house, that he wanted to push himself and see what he could do. And I have always been a big believer of that. I 100% believe that we have so much more potential than we ever realize. I don't think we can really even wrap our human heads around the fact that there's infinite possibility for all of us. We put these artificial ceilings on ourselves, And um, so Jesse was someone who was out there proving that that's, that's not the case. And you know, here's one way I tested it out. And he had written a book before that, um, living as a monk where he went and lived as a monk. And so here's someone who's real open-minded and willing to try new things and push himself to new limits. And, and he's really a positive person. He, he really has such great messages that I really resonated. And, um, and I ended up doing, he had a coaching program. He had a 10 week coaching program that was a phone call once a week. And I think that was a really about it. And I think it was a $400 investment, three or $400 investment, which at the time I had never invested in myself. That felt like a big ticket item at the time. And like, you know, kind of like, who am I to take this out of my family's budget and spend it on myself? And I did. And it was life-changing because it was a catalyst for so much more personal growth and um, realizing that this was something that felt so good to me in so many ways and that I was really passionate about and wanted to bring to other people as well. So it just was the catalyst that got everything moving um, probably about five years ago now. Mm, I love that. I love the story and, and, and knowing, cause you and I've invested in similar masterminds. So knowing that that 300, $400 is a drop in the bucket compared to what you've allowed yourself to step into now and yeah. that, that growth. And, and also I want to take that into a worthiness conversation. Cause so often, just like you said, like, who am I? And I know so many women that stop themselves from from investing in anything, but noticing like, gosh, when I invested $300 in myself, look what happened, you know, over that 10 weeks. And then now what's been created from that. So can you talk a little bit about, I know you talk about facing your fears and the mindset that, you know, that's what you coach on is Mm -hmm. how do you take that into your own life? And what would you tell people that are like, oh, I do know that there's something more. And I've got some hesitancy around that. Yeah, sure. I think um, we're all held back by fears, right? There's like, it boils down to every emotion seems to boil down to love and fear. And fear is great in many ways. It protects us from things. And yet in this day and age, the way that we feel fear and the way that fear is wired into our brain is often not very helpful too. So um, I think having that awareness is definitely helpful. And for me, um, I keep proving to myself that leaning into the fear is good and you can start small. And, um, at some point, um, I think taking bigger risks and seeing what happens is, is always wise. And the way that I always position it with myself. And now I do with clients too, is what's the worst thing that can happen? Like, you know, if you, you have an intuition that's talking to you, anytime you want to be present and listen to it. So I do definitely that, you know, that's part of the mindfulness. It's part of meditation that I do every day. 
it's really getting still enough to listen to that intuition. And that intuition is going to pull you into different directions. As you know, you, you're very in touch with your intuition. I know, Carrie. Um, so listening to those nudges and knowing and trusting, it's trusting that they're there for a reason. They're, they're guiding you if you will listen to them. And you can look for breadcrumbs in the past, but I encourage people to, um, to try it, do an experiment. You know, what are you feeling nudged towards? And then go try it. Or what happens if you go test this out? Um, for me, you know, I think also and Tony Robbins talks a lot about this, getting yourself into a peak state. So really being able to allow yourself to feel really good and to feel excited about something and to make decisions while you're in that peak state. So like allowing yourself to feel really good and then think about what is it you really, really want. And I did this um, about a year after I was introduced to Jesse Itzler, I got really clear about some of my desires. And one of those desires was to have a house at the beach. And I thought at the time that was probably five or 10 years away, but I really wanted to get clear about what that was so that I could start to manifest it and start to dream into it. Um, so that was in July that I stated that intention while in a peak state. And the idea of um, having that beach house felt really good to me and it felt probably still out of reach a bit. And then I started seeing myself in it. I started believing it is coming true. And three months later, um, I put an offer in on a beach house. It was a fixer upper. And I'll tell you, it was a really bold move for me. We could talk, I mean, we could talk all day. Um, my money mindset was that I had to save, save, save money. And mm. I, I found a way to finance it. And I was able to let go of some of my tendencies to want to be a squirrel storing away for the winter and, um, and to let go of that release and purchase a fixer upper. And then we ended up fixing that up over COVID my husband and I, and my family actually got to participate more than we expected. Um, and we created a ton of value and had such a good experience doing it, um, that it's provide it's opened all these new doors for us. Now I never, my world totally changed because I took that step and leaned into the fear and bought the house. Um, and a lot of people come up to me and say, Oh, you know, you bought a beach house. I want to buy a beach house. Uh, I just was talking to a couple of people last weekend at a party about that. And my, I, my feeling is you can do it. I know you can do it. Um, and so, you know, it's, we think we make these things complicated. We think they're a big deal. And really all it is, is it's a mindset. It's all comes down to mindset. Mm. It's so powerful. And I love how you said, I, I thought it was like, cause our ego mind, our logical mind is like in the planning stages. And so you're like, I think it's like five to 10 years away. And then you're like, Oh, three months later, you know? And so, and the other thing that I loved, like we were talking about the Jesse Itzler, and then you bring up Tony Robbins, you and I have so much in common with kind of who we follow and have, um, what I say gets access to our mindset. And so, um, what I love is that like those things are building on each other. And then you, what I'm hearing is then you're taking the action. You're being willing to follow through with, your intuition. So I want to talk about your intuition and congrats on the beach house. I'm like, I want to come stay. Cause you know, you beach, should. Yeah. beach house is on my, definitely on my vision in my realm for sure. Um, 
so, so I love that. That's like just affirmations for me. I always hear that it used to be something. And I, I want to talk about this a little bit. It used to be something where, um, it's like a jealousy that would come up, like why her and not me, those types of things. And now what I see is like, is that when I'm surrounded by people that have the things that I desire, and especially when they're in alignment with what makes me come alive, it's like they're little God taps that are like, Hey, this is for you too. And that was a mindset shift that I really got to make that made a massive difference And, um, I noticed that the world was actually supporting me rather than showing evidence of what I don't have. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you have, um, experience with that too. And especially when you were talking about like your money mindset shifts or just mindset shifts period. Um, and I, but I want to talk about those intuitive taps for you and at any point in your life, whether it was when you left your, your career and went out on your own, whether it was when you bought the house and said, I'm going to go for this or many other stories, but how do you really lean into your intuitive, um, and what like, I like to call them God taps faith, something that's, that's higher than me that comes through me that may not make logical sense. Like you talked about like how that intuition is so important. Let's dive into what does that mean for you? Where did that even start? Or when did you start Mm -hmm. following it? Mm, That's a great question. So it's interesting because on my journey in life, I think I was in touch with that more mm, as a teenager and in college. And I went through, I went through something fairly traumatic. I lost my father to cancer right before I went to college. And then I, um, so there was a time when he was sick and then I went to school and um, my family struggled with it too. So I was very much on my own. Like it was like, you know, thrown out of the nest kind of feeling. And I had been part of a youth group in my high school. It wasn't super religious, but it was a time to reflect and get in touch with ourselves. And we'd meet Sunday night. And so whatever was happening during the week just seemed to wash away. And it was a great way to have a fresh start and connect in with, you know, connect to God and just as much connect in with myself. And I love this. I just got back from a Joe Dispenza meditation retreat a few weeks ago. And he said, I can't wait. I want to hear about that. Like that. I didn't realize you'd already gone. So yes. Okay. Keep going. So one of the things I thought he said that was so profound, like this will stay with me forever. I think is that we're all so busy looking for God in the external world. And isn't it amazing that really God is, is hidden inside of all of us. Like God is inside, like we're looking outside for something that's really is put inside all of us. So it's in us. And I think, you know, I felt that I didn't have the same words for it. I didn't have the same language for it. And, um, I met my husband, I had my kids. I, you know, went on with that phase of life for a while and really didn't lean into anything spiritual for, for quite some time. I was very practical. I was, I was in a very male dominated profession and I was, I was fitting myself into it to thrive, which was part of the reason why I said I had some real challenges is because I wasn't being true to who I was and my feminine side, believe me, I have a lot of masculine energy and I completely shut down. It felt like I completely shut down my feminine side. Mm -hmm. So lots of women listening can relate for sure. Yeah. 
um, yeah, I think we, I think we do it as such a detriment. And my real true hope is that we're, we're starting with at the beginning of a shift where this, the female and the feminine energy is going to be more celebrated because it's so needed in our world right now. I feel that so strongly. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I think when I got, you know, we talked about Jesse Hitler being a catalyst. I think when I got back in touch with that and realized I wanted to develop myself and I wanted to be more multidimensional and just, you know, not, not all the labels that I had been, there was something else in me that was calling to come out, um, through my study, through, through my own journey and my personal development, I realized that there is, oh yeah. Like I remembered, I re remembered that there's this element that's um, there's something greater in the universe that's greater than all of us. And even when I doubted it for a while, um, I could always say, well, how could there not be? How could everything just be, how could there be such order to nature and how could everything be so beautiful? And um, and then, then the proof points carry went even deeper. Um, you know, thinking about the fact that like learning about quantum physics and that we can create our own realities and that we're really just, we're, we're energy, we're really energy. And um, so to me, that's where like intuition goes hand in hand with that because there's these nudges that we're getting and well, where are those coming from? Like some, they're just coming out of the blue most of the time. Yeah, they might be related to something that's happened or something we've done, but then why, why do they come up now? Um, and I really think this, this divine guidance leading us to what we do. And when, when I could surrender and, and believe that I was supported by something greater and believe that there were greater forces at play and like let go of the grippy control that was really my downfall because every time I try to control something, um, it's when things seem to, to fall. I just felt worse I didn't things seem to fall apart. Um, it's the grace, like you talk about grace a lot. It's, it's like, you know, the grace, having grace with myself in the situation that there is a bigger plan and that life is happening for me, not to me. Believing in all of that has led me down so many beautiful pathways and so much belief that there is, you know, there is something greater at play. And that's what intuition is. It's, it's these hits, the God hits you talk about. I love that. Um, that we're being nudged to something. And so if you feel called to serve, if you feel called to do something in particular, there's a reason for that. Like that's, that's part of why you're here. And if that's not your ultimate goal, or that's not the ultimate job that you have or work that you do, okay. Can you believe that it's part of the plan to get you where you need to be? Just like, can I believe that the hardships that came out of the blue for me last week, which, you know, I was telling you, I had a chaotic week last week. Can I believe that those things are all part of the path to my personal growth? Well, a hundred percent. And when I look at it that way, it makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. Like there's always so much growth after pain. And, and so did I answer your question about intuition? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's, it's so important that we are getting in touch with that. And I love the reframe that you talked about. Like it, we really have control of how we frame things and how we yeah. look at things. And more so often we're trying to control the outcome and a lot yeah. of times we're playing defense. And so I think it's so important that you talked about when I tried to control everything, I felt like it was all falling apart. 
And so the freedom, the pressure release, when it's like, wait a minute, I'm actually supported. There's higher things I can let go and trust. Like the freedom that's allowed you in your life has been huge from, you know, from what I hear from that. Uh, I would love to hear about the, when you went to Joe Dispenza, because I remember when you, um, Mm -hmm. when you dropped in our, in our women's group that you dropped in and you were like, I think I want to go to this. Is anybody in, is anybody gone? And I just remember I was like, oh my gosh, go, because I, that's one of the things on my, um, on my list to experience is that one of those weak, immersive Joe Dispenza um, experiences. So I would love to hear your, like your specific takeaways. What are you bringing? What did you realize? Like maybe your top two things and how are you applying that in your world right now that could help people listening? Oh, love it. So yes, it was on my list too. And when the opportunity came up, even though it was an advanced retreat, it was for people who had been to the week long and I hadn't, I thought I'm going to, I'm going to try to go anyways. I just, I really felt called to be there and to be in the energy of him. And so for anyone who doesn't know, Joe Dispenza is a, he's a doc, he's Dr. Joe Dispenza. I think he's a doctor of um, chiropractor. He's a chiropractor by trade, but gosh, he is so much more. He studied so many aspects of um, neuroscience and has his finger on the pulse of all of it and works with a team of renowned scientists. And <laughs> he is a very mystical being. Um, who is really showing the world how quantum physics and the power of our minds to create our reality before they happen without force, but with, um, you know, intention to create and just believing in what we want to bring forth, um, that that is, that is a whole, there, there's so much science there and there is so much mystical um, wonder there to explore that you know, we haven't even figured out. I think we're just starting to scratch the surface. So um, we did a, we did a lot of meditating. It was a meditation retreat. And at the same time, Dr. Joe Dispenza talked quite a bit and shared insights that people have had meditating and the benefits of meditation. He had panels of scientists come um, up on stage and talk about meditation and its impact on diseases and COVID. Um, There are some phenomenal studies that they are publishing now. So I I expect that they will be out in the next several months that show how the power of meditation and getting still um, not just can create these mystical experiences, but that can have profound impacts on our health. So as someone who's been an athlete all her life, a competitive rower in college and afterwards, and who always thought "Mm, exercise is so, so important. And I still believe that um, it was really interesting to hear that meditating for a half hour actually has stronger effects on your health than doing a half hour of hard cardio. And if you had to choose between one or the other, and these were athletic people on stage, some of them. Um, we're saying do the meditation. Um, yeah, it was really incredible. Um, so to hear the benefits of that, like really blew me away. And I walked away from that retreat knowing I had to incorporate at least 20 minutes of meditation, you know, preferably a half hour or 40 minutes every morning. And I started waking up at five 30 in the morning, which I hadn't done since my kids were really little. Um, and I'm, I'm so were you doing meditation before I was, um, I, I wasn't, 
I wasn't as committed though. I was a maybe three or four time a week or um, five or 10 minutes okay. knowing it was, yeah, like, no, I knew it was important. I knew I need to make time for it, but I also always felt the pull of everything else, including sleep in the morning. So I didn't always prioritize it. Got Are it. you a meditator? Okay. I am. I am very much so. So yeah. I, I, uh, meditation, prayer, all of that. And I love even leading like just meditations they'll, they'll drop in as I'm with a client or with a group or something like that. And so I love the power of meditation. And I also know there's a whole nother level. And so I'm sure that's what opened up with you with Joe. Yes. A hundred percent. So that we did some longer, I don't think we did any meditation that was less than 30 minutes. Um, one thing that was interesting was these cohesive healing meditations where a group of us would be meditating for someone who had an illness. And we actually got to see a picture of them and we would focus our energy on them for a half hour, um, through a meditation that he guided and everyone in the room was focused on somebody. Um, the groups were about eight to 10 per person. So we were all doing this healing and sending the healing out to these individuals who needed support and, um, after the first day, Dr. Joe came back and shared the impact of, this was amazing. There was a, a boy, um, a mom sent in, she asked for healing for her autistic 19 year old who had never expressed any physical love for his mother in, a, in terms of a hug or um, even a, like a shoulder rub or anything like that. And she said that night, um, right after we did the healing that he hugged her like gave her a hard embrace for the first time ever. So this kid is 19. This mom has never been able to hug her son because he's too much sensory um, touch for him. And she, you know, got this amazing hug and she sent, you know, she, she texted in and she gave the feedback, she shared the feedback with Joe and he shared it all with us. And it was, I think everybody was in tears. It was, it was really incredible. Um, there are people- I got chills listening to it just cause I can see oh. that. The circles and, and, and for those of you that are like, I, this used to be me, um, like a five minutes of meditation sounded impossible, um, and grueling and there's, there's edges to it. And it's, it's like working out. It's like anything else that you do that there's, there's edges and there's breakthroughs and it, there is uncomfortable pieces of it. And, um, and he's a master at having you break through your edge. And there's, there is such a power in the cohesiveness of that. So that just sounds like an incredible experience. So I just wanted to, for anybody saying like, there's no way I can do that. Yes, you can. Yes. Yeah, you can. Just, and that's the power of your mind. Right. It's a hundred percent. And I would say like, he's, he said, just keep showing up for yourself. It's just like going to the gym. I think sooner rather than later, you'll look more forward to this though, because you don't, you just, you get, you can lay down, you can lay down and do it and turn on insight timer and find a guided meditation. And, um, it's, it's easy and it's really powerful and you may not feel anything at first hang in there. Eventually, I assure you, you will notice it. I had a very reluctant meditator as a new, I have a new client who's very reluctant and he, um, just emailed me this morning to say, how he's incorporating breath work into his daily activities, like on his way to a golf round, he didn't want to go to and mountain biking, he was having a trouble breathing and falling behind the pack. And he just focused on his breath. And he said, I think it's like meditating. And I said, it is, I said, that's don't criticize yourself, whether you're doing it or you're not like you are incorporating the practices and the principles of meditation into your 
daily life. And it is, it's a hundred percent supporting him. And it's really magical to see. Mm, that's so, that's so amazing. It's it. I think that meditation is something that, that it, it's a learned practice. And so, so I love that you talk about that. Um, anything else from the retreat that's like, I definitely want to make sure people hear this, that you learned from last, the last couple of weeks. Um, the only other thing I'd say to your audience, Carrie, is that there were people that were really experienced, experienced meditators were the way Joe would describe it. were touching the divine. They were having these incredible. Oh my gosh. I feel like that, that my whole body lit up as you're talking about this. Oh, keep going. Yeah. They were feeling, um, they were feeling something that is not humanly possible in emergence of love. Like they have never felt before yet. It feels familiar. Um, it's, it's so powerful. There are people, there were people in the room who were very vocal in, and you knew that they were having this very, um, ethereal experience. It was, it was very moving and very, um, I don't know. It was divine like that. You can't describe it any other way. And he talks about that. And I would say the majority of people in the room aren't feeling that. So he talks about, again, like keep showing up. And if you want to have an experience like this, you will. Um, usually we're trying too hard, right? So, <laughs> so that's yeah. the ego getting and, in and the, the way. judging, right? Like letting go of the yes. judging of where I am is what I'm hearing from you. A hundred percent. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. So I think, you know, for anyone interested, he has a, um, he has some shows on that are available that you can watch online or you can follow him on YouTube to get a taste or, um, you know, he's got a couple of great books, a great place to learn more about him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, incredible. It's definitely, it's, it's, it was already high on my list and now I'm like, ah, I've got to move that, I get to move that one up. So yes, do it, do it. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, I want to go back to, I want to go back to your dad for just a second. And so in that experience, because I know that I have, you know, with family members, I've had the honor to, to be by my grandma's side when she passed, be my, by my grandfather's side when they passed. It was one of the most divine, humbling, grateful experiences and really tough at the same time. But to go through it in high school, right, right when you did and the impact that that has had on you, Mm. what are a couple of the, what are a couple of the key lessons that you've moved forward with that you now live your life because of what you learned during those couple of years? Mm, So, so many. Um, I think the first is where, where I would maybe a regret I had, I didn't know how to do it, handle it at the time. I was like thrust into this new community three weeks after it happened. I was starting college. I knew hardly anyone and hardly anyone knew what happened to what I had just gone through. And I felt, I think this was conditioning, right? We're all conditioned from an early age. We learn how to handle feelings. We learn how to process we're essentially like a software program that's been programmed by the people that have surrounded us. And I learned to not be a burden to anyone mm-hmm. and to um, be strong and to handle my feelings on my own. So um, that message is really emphasized to me when I was 
going through my father's death and at the funeral and with family members around um, how in an encouraging way with good intentions yet I think I did not reach out for the support that I needed after that, especially being um, somewhere where no one knew what I was going through. And I, I did not want to share it for fear of being pitied or a burden to anyone. So I think, I think one thing I've really learned in the last few years, uh, especially is that we, it's not a sign of weakness to ask for help. We should all be asking for help when we need it. And, um, you know, people want to support each other and there are people that that's their job. And, and they're, you know, I think also you realize the people that are going to support you are the types of people that would become your friends and would become the people that you're going to be, be close to. Right. So that's one of the lessons. I think the other is, it's interesting because my, my father was 46 when he passed and I'm 46 now. And so, um, I'm 46 too. Of course. <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think a lot of people feel this midlife anyways, when they're about our age, I'm that Jesse Itzler mentality, like take life by the horns and, and, and do it all. And I know you're like this. Um, I just like, this is something I, I can really feel and tell from the things that you post carry and, and from afar is, um, is just like making the most of it. And, and I really feel too, like, like, I don't want to wait till I'm 70. I don't want to like save the money and then go buy the boat or then go on the trip or whatever it is for anyone. Um, like I want to do it now and I want to make it possible now. And I want to believe that it's possible. So with that belief system, like a lot of things, not just the beach house, but a lot of things have shifted where this is all becoming possible, all the things I want to do. And it's, it's super exciting. So, um, yeah. So I, you know, I, I take that with me and then I, you know, I, I, I call my dad in, I, I feel his presence with me and he was a big influence on my life. Um, there's a lot of overlap in the types of people that we are. And so I remember that he's with me and when I'm having a hard time or I'm needing a boost or a different perspective, I just need to shift the lens that I'm looking at the world through. I'll remember him and ask him for help. And, um, that's been a real blessing to me that I really tapped into in the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah. I think that, I think that's huge because your first point was about support. And I think sometimes we forget that support comes from both the physical and the spiritual like there's all different places that it can come from. And I was just, I haven't listened to it yet, but I saw Gabby Bernstein. Um, she was, was doing a podcast with somebody that um, their husband or somebody had passed away and they were talking about how they allowed themselves to start having a spiritual relationship. Because otherwise, if you don't open yourself up to that, it's just, you know, it's, it's gone. It's, it's nothing, you know, you don't get to experience that. So, so I love that you've created a way that you can connect with your father so that it's an ongoing, it's changed obviously, but it's an right. ongoing relationship and how he stays so present in your life. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. What a gift. Thank you, you for sharing those moments. Go ahead. Yeah. Do, you're welcome. Do you feel that with your, any of your grandparents? I do. I was actually on, um, I was on our friend Sarah's retreat in the Grand Canyon not yeah. too long ago. And it was not, it was only a few months after it was probably like maybe six months after 
uh, my grandmother had passed. And I remember her saying like, they'll, they'll be on the journey with you. And as we descended into the Canyon, there was a spot that we did this meditation and it was really interesting because I, we finished the meditation and I was just bawling. I mean, I was just like the whole part of me. And I told her, I said, I didn't hear any of your meditation. I didn't hear anything that you said because both of my grandparents, and it was the first time that they both come in at the same time. And Mm -hmm. one was on one shoulder and one was on the other. And they were both talking to me and it was such a powerful experience to have both of them so close and like what they were telling me, but that's part of being in the Canyon. And that's part of why, why I love those experiences where we can really get away from the noise. It's why I run retreats too, you know, um, because we can have those powerful spiritual experiences that we may not allow ourselves the space to have. And what I'm hearing from you is you are living very intentionally where you are consciously, and you were just talking about this, consciously making the space for these things to be a priority. And you're noticing when you don't have that in your life, you're like, you're noticing, you're much more aware of, oh, my space has gotten filled in. I get to clear it again. Cause I think it's a, it's a default pattern for us to fill in our yeah. space yes. and, and realize that that actually is keeping out the intuition, those spiritual experiences, those types of things that actually fast forward our life. It's so true. It's so true. It's, it's incredible. And it's so simple. It's such a simple concept. Um, and it's knowing to, you know, it's the knowing to not fill up our life and that we do that because it's conditioned and it's societal. It's like a societal conditioning thing. Right. And we feel like we have to be busy. I've always said, Oh, I have so many interests and I like to be a doer. Okay. Nevertheless, like (laughs) I, I, I know I need to recharge and why do I, I always feel so great after retreats. I love those in-person experiences. Um, because they do, they allow you to clear the space and be still with yourself. And yeah, I found last week I was, and I knew it going into it. Uh, I filled things to the brim and then I had a, you know, I had a mini crisis with my teenager. And then I had a family member go into the hospital unexpectedly around the same time. And, um, it just felt like, Ooh, there's really not a lot of room for this. And, um, and where do I, where do I catch a break? And where do I get in touch with myself? And my morning meditation was helping, but it wasn't cutting it. It wasn't, it wasn't enough. Um, and ironically, one of the things I have on my plate right now is I'm planning a retreat um, and in the thick of it. So um, that's, an, that was another thing that was on my plate that just felt like, oh, I might have to postpone this. I might have to talk to the person I'm running it with and put a hold on it. Um, and I think, yeah, I, th- I think prioritizing is is so important. And in that prioritization, making space for ourselves and our family. And that's why knowing your values, I always, mm-hmm. the first thing I do with any client is like get clear on what their values are. Yeah. Knowing your values for most people, those things are at the top. And so prioritizing them and making space for them is so important and not to be overlooked, something we we just tend to do. And, um, and, and we, you know, sometimes I think we think like, creating like more spirituality in our life or um, more fulfillment is this like overwhelming thing that we're not going to be able to do. And so some people don't even seek it out yet. It's, it can be easy. Like, just like, I think we learned in our, in our journey, in our mastermind, like, let it be easy. 
Mm -hmm. And I think there are ways to definitely do that. And, um, I'm a big fan. <laughs> me too. Me too. I've chosen the hard way for much of my life. Like not even realizing how intentionally I made things harder than they needed to be because, um, that was like, you know, ground into me and really not that everything's going to be easy, but that there are easier paths that we can take, I think is so, so incredibly important. I could talk to you forever. Um, there's so yes. much that I want to ask. And so I, but I also want to uh, wrap us up with one final question. And that's just, just anybody listening to the conversation that we've had, like think back about what we've covered. What's one thing that's in your heart that you have not said yet, you have not shared yet, it, whatever's coming up. I just feel like there is one thing. So I'm going to mm. open that and then, um, and then we'll close. Okay. Uh, that's, um, I, I think when we were talking about Joe Dispenza, there was one more thing that was coming up that felt really important. And that is that, um, we, we are the architects, we're the designers, we're the creators of our own lives. And I really, really firmly believe that, it is about setting the intention of what we want. And it's, it doesn't have to require a lot of hard work. It doesn't have to be, there doesn't have to be a lot of resistance. Um, and we don't have to wait for other things to fall in line to do that. We can start today with just setting, you know, simply pulling out a journal and setting the intention for what it is that we want to create and focusing on that and knowing that where our focus is is where energy is gonna flow. And that that is the impetus for starting the change that for whatever we want in our lives, because I know that we all have areas of our lives that we want to um, make an imprint on or, you know, make a change in. And I think that um, that's a large part of what we, of what Joe Dispenza talks about is the ability to create without matter, the ability to mm -hmm. essentially keep it easy. Mm, I love that. We have so much access to spiritual leverage within ourselves yeah. and it's up to us to choose that or not. And so I love that you just gave everybody the invitation that absolutely anything is possible. It's just, are you going to set the intention to commit and create it? And you can, which is awesome. And it can be easier than you think, which is amazing because so often that's actually what gets us in trouble is trying to think our way through it. So, yeah. um, and just like your house, just like your beach house coming in three months later and in a way that you weren't expecting and look what happened. So, so yeah. I love that. Christine, how can everybody find you, follow you, get in touch with you? What's the best way? So I have a website at the, I have a website at christinefisk.com my coaching site. I'm on Instagram at the Christine Fisk. And I'm also on LinkedIn where I talk to and reach a lot of my business clients. So, um, I would love to be in touch with anyone from your world, Carrie. Um, I, I trust that it's a, you know, a really special community and, um, thank you so much for the opportunity to have this conversation. I hope there's many more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being on today. And I know that everybody got a lot out of this. You may even want to hit replay on a couple of it, plus a whole lot of resources to go to as well. So thank you so much for tuning in. And with that, have an amazing day. 
Thanks for tuning in for today's show. If you are wanting to make sure you don't miss an episode, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. And because we are all about impacting and supporting others, if this is something you know that a friend or someone else would definitely get benefit of it, be sure to share it with them. Here's to living another day as grace on fire.